Thank you for downloading the One Church Podsmead podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at One Church, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. Yeah, it's great to be back. Um, well, if uh, you were here last week, or if you're in Gloucester last week, or have just kind of been looking at the One Church social media, you will know that we have entered into a series called Our House. And, uh, and what we're looking at through this is our house. Yeah. We're looking at the one church house. We recognize that this is our house. And when we say our, it's not just whoever's on front row or whoever's leading. It's ours. It's all of ours. And, uh, and although we are like one wing of the international global universal church of Jesus Christ, like we are responsible for this part of our house. And Jesus invites us to be part of, responsible for this part of our house. And uh, I was really, uh, I really enjoyed listening to Lisa on the podcast um, over the weekend with reference to last week. And she talked about our house being a house of prayer. And, and the bit that really captured me was she told this story about how when she was younger, she had double vision. And, and it was school teachers picking up on how she wrote that diagnosed almost that she had double vision. And uh, she spoke to her mum and that created a whole conversation about prayer. And so she gets prayed for and she gets healed. And as a knock on of that, other people start asking for prayer. It's, why is that? It's because actually like the, the, the characteristics, the traits of our house, they, they are appealing to everybody. Right? People outside want to have breakthrough. They need to have breakthrough in their lives. And they're thinking, where can I go for this breakthrough? They see the news and they see, oh, it's Brexit again. What a surprise. But actually what they're looking for is breakthrough. And they're thinking, this isn't anything that's going to help me. But the church of Jesus Christ has breakthrough in its very DNA. And so as a consequence of that, then Sunday mornings become exciting. Monday mornings become exciting because we're going as church into our communities, into our schools. And we're thinking this is a place of breakthrough because breakthrough is in me. It will be outside as well. And and so this morning we're going to go for the next part. And that is that our house is a supernatural house, a supernatural house. And so to set us off. On that, I'm going to like do something which um, I'm not overly comfortable in asking. So you're not going to be overly comfortable in responding. Okay? And that is, right, my prayer is that we will leave absolutely changed. Like in our thought process and in our heart, that we will be changed. So that in our workplaces, in our schools, in whatever circumstance, situation we find ourselves tomorrow, we will be different. And so almost as like a prophetic standpoint and prayer right at the beginning... Like, you've all come to a place that you feel comfortable in. You've sat in a seat that you feel comfortable in. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and I want you to stand up and just change seats. Move your seat. As a declaration and as part of this prayer, saying, God, I have to leave different. I have to leave different because people around me need me to be different. I need to break through in the supernatural of God. Now, my wife's just kind of like caught my eye because for some people, it may prove a little bit difficult. She's got like a toddler fast asleep over her lap. But, but, I, <laughs> but I, am, I am asking, right, as we pray, right, let's change our place. Okay? Because then, as a consequence, we will be moved by the grace of God this morning. Okay? So whilst I pray... Okay, and then as we say amen, as a big amen group, that's the, that's the key to kind of go, okay, right, I'm going to move from here to there, I'm going to move from here to there. Okay, so we're going to pray, and then the amen, we change our seat. Father, we thank you 
that today is a great day. We thank you it's a great day because this is the day that you have made and so we will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what we might have kind of heard on the news, we might have heard in our life yesterday or the previous week, we know that today is a great day and that you have destined this day. And Father, we pray that we will transition, that we will move from where we are into what you have for us, not just in our, in our church, but also in our lives, so that this house will change the way in which we work in our workplace, in our college, in our schools. For the glory of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Amen. 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 Fabulous. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And I just trust and believe in that God is doing something in our hearts anyway. Okay, so this is just a little, like a declaration, a confession, an enactment of our expectation that God is going to do something this morning. Um, as part of what we've been reading for this series, uh, the kind of like the anchor phrase is Proverbs 24 verses 3 and 4, and they read like this. By wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Right? You can just read the supernatural identity of that house by, those, by that last little line. Because if something is rare, then generally places aren't filled with them. And yet, filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Right? The very things that your life, our life, my life, that we, we perceive as being lacking, because they're so rare, they're rare traits. God says, filled filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Um, yesterday, it's my brother's birthday tomorrow, and uh, so yesterday we had like a little bit of a family gathering um, in Zaza Bazaar down in Bristol. Um, if anybody's not been there, has no idea what I'm referring to, it's kind of like a first floor food hall. Okay, you kind of pay once, and then it has about six or seven, six, like the guys at the front are like, oh, that's a good shout, that's a good shout. Have we got lunch for today? Let's just... <laughs> And, uh, and they've got like these seven stations that you walk along and around these stations are different types of cuisine. So at the far end, you've got the Indian and then you come a little bit closer. You've got like the Mexican and the British you come a little bit closer. You've got like the Chinese around another one. You go a little bit further and you have like the Americans. So you've got burgers and pizzas. You go a little bit further. You've got the salads. Everybody's like going, oh, stop, head. And, uh, but you've like, got the salads and the healthy foods. And then the, the bottom two are kind of like the desserts. And, uh, and what's fascinating is, so going around yesterday, I'm always trying to try something a little bit new, but I guarantee you that about 75% of what is on my plate is what I know is good. Yeah. And you can tell by the way that other people go up to their trays to choose what it is that they want, that they just go in for what they know. Because they're just straight on, ah, oh, there's the Rogan Josh. That's one. Oh, no chance. Rogan Josh, that's what I'm going to go for. Or, um, or like, like the, the garlic um, breaded mushrooms, they're always full. <laughs> like no one seems to be taking those. But like you go around the corner and they've got like the, the um, teriyaki pork and they're always having to refill that because everybody's on the teriyaki pork because we're going for what we're familiar with. We're just going to where we know. And sometimes it can be like that within church. We've come on in and we're just thinking, actually, I'm happy with my setting in church because I know the likes of Liam and Lisa, they're going to carry the weight, the spiritual weight of church this morning. I know that the likes of like Simon and Ali, they're going to carry the weight of the leadership of church. 
I know that John, so for me, I know that John and Nathan and Amy, they're going to carry the weight of the church um, in Gloucester, just up the road. And now you go down to Bristol, you know Mike and you know Danny and you know um, Chris, and they're all going to carry the weight of the church down there. And what it is, is we're going to the station that we know. We're going to the place that we're familiar with. And God is trying to break through to us to say, hey, our house is the house of the supernatural. And it's not just the supernatural for the elect. It's the supernatural for each and every one of us. It's the supernatural so that we all have stories of breakthrough. We all have stories of healing. We all have stories of answers to prayer of which can spark not just those of whom we find ourselves sharing a row with, but actually those of whom we find sharing a desk with, a hot desk with, or we find sharing a bus with, or whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in, right? God has got a supernatural story for you. And so, like, we need to be prepared to say, God, like, will you take me where you've got for me to go? This morning, I want to break through into the supernatural that you've got for me. Because it's not just for the elect. Jesus himself spoke incredible words of which if he didn't say them, I think we'd almost struggle with them if they, weren't in, if they were in the Bible, but by somebody else. And they'll be up on the screen. So it's John 14, 12 to 14. And it just reads like this. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things. Like, let's just, just pause there. Very truly, I say to you, those who believe in me, not, not those of whom believe in like, have a tick list after that belief. Those who believe in me and have done things already, or, or those that have believed in me and have seen, or those that believed in me and had their hands laid on by a certain few ministers or, or, or kind of celebrity preachers. Those who believe in me. Yeah. Who's the me? Jesus. Who are we here celebrating? Who are we here? Who are we here declaring who we believe? Who is it who you believe in? You believe in Jesus. So therefore, this verse is carried right through the whole kind of like the realms of time, all the different eras, and it lands on this day in our heart. It lands on this moment by his spirit in our hearts, in your heart, in my heart, to say that those who believe in him will do even greater things. That's the supernatural invite. God has a supernatural invite in the building of our house. Like we may have great gifts. We may have great character traits, great enthusiasm, great integrity, great whatever. But it's like actually the invite is into the supernatural workings of God. Like one of my prayers, like for our life group, for our church, just across the board is God, like, will you make my life, my life group, our church, the super, the arena of the supernatural works of God, the miraculous works of God, but not just an arena with reference to like, there's the crowd watching the individual at the front, almost like entertaining them, but an arena where everybody in the crowd is a partaker in the supernatural workings of God. That's what the supernatural aspect of the church is, the supernatural ingredient of the church is, that we're not just looking at some celebrity speaking at the front, but actually that by his power, by his spirit at work within each of our hearts, everybody around this whole arena is invited to be a part of what God is doing. 
Because Jesus said, very truly, I say to you, very truly, I say to you, those that believe in me will do what I've been doing and even greater. That's the word of God for us. Notice the partnership. Whoever believes in me will do greater works. And we go on and we read. In fact, let's, let's read the whole little passage. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do uh, the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me anything in my name and I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Like we get to be a part of glorifying God through Jesus by doing the works that he's invited us and telling us, ask me. He's saying, ask me. Because then you'll be a part of glorifying the Father. When we hear these stories, when you hear people saying, Joe, I've been praying about this, or, or actually this is my circumstance, this is my situation. Maybe it is like, actually, like we're, fin- we're, we're wrestling with financial things, but actually I'm, I'm breaking through and being generous, or I'm breaking through in my tithing, or whatever it is. Or actually, like, I find myself so insecure, I'm like struggling with mental health. And actually, God, I'm, I'm finding myself finding my confidence in God. Right, they are the stories which spark us. Because it's like, it's for your good that you have that breakthrough. It's for everybody else's joy to hear that story. And it's for the glory of God of which we get to share those stories and that we're involved in it. So it doesn't just stop with the postcode of your heart. It is so much bigger. Because we are building a house. Our house is a supernatural house. The One Church house is a supernatural house. The Church of Jesus Christ is a supernatural house. It's not just a habitual house. It's a supernatural house. We are working with God. I will do whatever you ask. You and me partnering with Jesus to glorify God. Our understanding has to be established on that. Because it's by the house, by its establishment of understanding that the house is built. Jesus is building his church and he invites us to be a part of that. And he says, here's where your understanding needs to be, that I am working with you, that I invite you into this, that today could be the day of which you break into a whole new supernatural realm. Like Liam's broken into a whole new Mexican dynamic today. This could be the day when you break into a whole new supernatural realm today. And it was good but I know what I'd rather break into. I want to break into the supernatural workings of God. I want to break into all that he's got for me so that when the situations and circumstances come heading my way, when things come charging my way, actually I know that I can count on the Spirit of God to come upon me and know that actually he's going to give me the words, he's going to give me the skill, he's going to give me the wisdom, he's going to give me the insight to actually move through and navigate through for the glory of God. And it's not going to be for my glory. It's going to be for his glory. Because it's going to be through him that it's happening. It's not going to be through me. It's going to be so apparent it's him. I was uh, listening to a commentator quite recently. And he was talking about football. And I'm a a big Liverpool fan. He's an ex-player. And he was saying the thing with Liverpool or with any team is that you can generally carry two and on top's three poor players. 
And he said, like, we had two or three poor players in our squad. Right, he was part of the team when they conquered everything. And I thought, man, that's amazing. And he said, whereas, like, I'm really inspired by golf when you see golf happen because, like, there's no hiding in golf. It's just you swinging and trying to hit the ball. I am not a golf player. I, I, um, I played it once when we went abroad, and that uh, we were with some friends of ours of whom were in the States. And, and I've got to say, right, I loved it. I really, really loved it. So we were in Texas, and, uh, and we were playing this game. And, um, and then I came back and I played it with my father-in-law and Roger Jordan. And, uh, and I didn't enjoy it so much. And I was thinking, I was thinking, like, like Roger's a nice guy. Dave's not here. Uh, no, Dave's a nice guy too. <laughs> Why didn't I enjoy it so much? Just talking to Nick. And I realized where we were, like literally everywhere had these great big signs out, like saying, danger, venomous snakes. <laughs> like, danger, alligators. I felt like I was playing Mario Golf. <laughs> and that's what I loved. I loved the danger of it. I don't know where my ball is. Da -da 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 -da. And so I wanted to get involved. And I, in that game, there was no hiding. You had to fully be involved. It was like, I am responsible for this. Joy, in our church that is building, this supernatural church that we are building, like, God help us from hiding. Yeah. Don't hide. Because then you're not going to step into the amazing adventure God's got for you. You're not going to step into the purpose God's got for you. You're not going to step into those wonderful encounters when you're the person that has the word of God. And you think, Jesus, that's amazing. And Jesus is saying to you, yeah, we're glorifying my father through that. Well done. Yes. Let's not be people that hide. But let's be a prayer saying, God, thank you that this house is a supernatural house. Yeah. And God, in your grace, I step forward. I might recall the words of Liam when it's like saying, actually, there's all sorts of different kind of shame or whatever that's trying to accuse me. Actually, I step out of that accusation and I step into your grace. I step into your promise where you said, very truly, I say to you, those who believe in me will do even greater works. And so Jesus, in your grace, here we go. Here we go. Um, I, I, as you will know from the times I've been here before, I, uh, I love like passages which have like a really like fabulous turn of phrase. And uh, my my one at the moment, and some of you may have heard me kind of like pick up on this, um, is in Judges 14, and uh, it's this story of Samson, right? And and the the thing which kind of sparked it in me is um, like our kids have got all the little like youth Bibles and all that kind of stuff, and and I read some of the, the the stories with them, and of course they're very pictorial, so loads and loads of pictures. And when you look at Samson, it's really apparent where his strength comes from, because he looks like the rock on steroids. <laughs> I mean, he might be. Sorry, I won't record that bit. But I don't know where. <laughs> but like he's just like the rock. Plus, it's it's no surprise where his strength comes from. It's his seven million sit-ups that he does every morning. And the 800 six-pack that he's got. And, uh, but actually, like, like, his source of strength was an enigma to his enemies. They couldn't understand. So, so that gives me real confidence and real hope. Because he probably looked more like me than the rock. He looked more like me than the Stallones or the Schwarzeneggers that I grew up with. Not, not literally grew up with. <laughs> but actually, he looks like you, and he looked like me. But the Spirit of God came on this man. Yeah. The Spirit of God came on this man. 
And we're going to read a few verses, one to seven. We'll stop halfway through. But um, there's just this beautiful turn of phrase, which I love in this. So Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman. <laughs> when he returned, he said to his father and mother, very blunt, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. Uh, his father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives and among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? But Samson said to his father, get her for me. She's the right one for me. His parents did not know that this was from the Lord, who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistines. For at that time, they were ruling over Israel. There's nothing more natural than a guy Seeing the girl, and he thinks, yeah, I like. There's nothing more natural than that. And it's in that natural that the super of God meets. Because as we read, it suddenly becomes a very supernatural experience. You, know, you might find yourself at work. And you're thinking, oh, man, I've got my boss coming at me from this direction. I've got my work colleague coming at me from this direction. I've got whatever it is. There's nothing more natural than being in that setting. I'm trying not to make eye contact with Tanya at the moment because she works in the office with me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but there's nothing more natural than being in those situations and being in those settings. And yet they're the very places where the super of God comes. Like what we look for is we just look for it in church. And yet it's, it's in the natural where the super comes. So, so let's, just, let's just have a little look at this. Samson went down to Timnah together with his father and mother. As they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him. Like the natural, he's suddenly being intimidated. Something is running at him, roaring at him. Like all the intimidation, all the adrenaline going through. How does he respond to this? How do I respond to this? In our situation, in our circumstance, we've got debt. We've got whatever it might be that's coming at us. We've got all these temptations. And they feel like they are just going to like overpower us. There's nothing more natural than being in that place. But what happens in that setting? The spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. One translation says it rushed upon him, came powerfully upon him. And he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. I love that phrase. <laughs> right, I'm from the other side of the brook, so I'm like Lower Tuffley, just over there. Like, like tearing young goats isn't something that happens too often down by Daniel's Brook, is it? We've not really seen that, that occur too often. Like, the way it's written is like, oh, yeah, yeah, like you would. And, like, we read that through our kind of lens or whatever, and we just think, no, we wouldn't really. <laughs> so, so what is the natural in your world? What is the tearing of a young goat in your world? So, so like, I, I work in an administrational office. Like, it's not particularly practical. It's not menial. Like, I put on a sweat if I pick up a Parker pen as opposed to the biro that I'm used to. That's the kind of, like, how, how, how practical it kind of gets. Right? So, so a young goat is just going to laugh. It's going to think I'm tickling it if it comes my way. But actually, what, what, what I do is I do a lot of writing. And then said it's like, no, 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 that was wrong. Like, as one would tear a piece of paper, this lion comes roaring. This very image of strength to his generation 
in our generation, what's the very image of strength? Like, could be addictions, could be mental health, could be sex. These things that have a hold, the very personified picture of the strength of our age comes running at you and at me. And because, because we're the supernatural church of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God is upon us. It comes at us. It's gone. It's gone. It's not because of the ministry that takes place in church. It's because of the very Spirit of God at work on us. It's because of the promise of Jesus Christ saying, hey, the works that you read that I'm doing, even greater you will do. So when the lion of your day comes running at you, tear it as though you would tear a piece of paper. Because we are building... A supernatural church. Jesus says we are building a supernatural church. And because I am and you're in partnership with me, we are building a house that is a supernatural house. And I want to be in that. I want to be in that house. I want to be in that house that he is building. Because then, because then, we step into this amazing, miraculous thing about a house full of of rare treasures. Right, people might say, this is an anomaly. That, like, the average age within this group of people, like, worshipping Jesus is in its 30s. People might say, that's an anomaly for this day and this age. But actually, by the Spirit of God, by the purpose of God, we are coming through, and we are going to be victorious. We are going to win, because we are building... A supernatural, a supernatural house. And this is where this is going to come to land now. I I was really challenged by something Ali said in the pre-meeting team, and then also what Lisa brought as well in the pre-meeting, but here as well. And like this whole kind of passage about actually, right, have we abdicated what we expect to see God to do? We've abdicated it to just to be amongst the few. But actually, God says to you and to me, we're going to build this. To you and to me, we're going to build this. Ephesians 3.20, we all like, if you've been in church for six weeks, you can probably quote it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us. And this is the, the word which I just felt during worship. Like some of us have let our imagination be impeded. And the answer of God is even greater than just your imagination. And if our imagination of what God can do is impeded, just think when that gets broken through, how much more God is going to do through us. And, and this, is, this is what I believe God is going to set people free with this morning. It's like, I am going to liberate your imagination in God. I am going to liberate your imagination in Him. Because actually you've seen something as impossible. And this is the word Ali brought earlier on. You've seen it and you've built on it being impossible. So you shrink away and move back. But God says, I am your possible. And with us being in partnership, with us working, 
then very truly I say to you that even greater works you will do. Because this is the supernatural house of God. This is the supernatural church that we are a part of. Our house is a supernatural house. My house is a supernatural house. Therefore, my family is going to be a supernatural family. My workplace is going to be a supernatural workplace. When I bounce into people on the street or on the hill when I'm walking over it, they're going to be supernatural conversations. They're not just going to be the normal. I was on a plane a few months ago and we were talking to this lady who like, fell asleep in the sun and she burnt her feet. And like we were talking to her and I said, oh, we're going to pray for you, da 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 and she was really kind of like taken back. It was this beautiful conversation. And you know, when I left the plane, I was like thrilled, but devastated. Because it was beautiful, but it wasn't as supernatural as it could have been. Because I was thinking, man, like I had the opportunity then to say to her, in fact, I want to pray for you now, and we're going to see this healed. Can you imagine the conversation? Can you imagine the uproar that might have happened on that plane in that moment? someone of whom's like her feet are all bandaged up like crazy that God partnering with his people moves by the power of his spirit and we see the supernatural outworks of the church at 30,000 feet in a plane how much more when we're talking to our neighbours how much more when we're investing in our kids how much more when we're talking to our friends or in our workplace that's my prayer and this morning That's the shift that we are having by the Spirit of God. We are moving into a supernatural church because this house is a supernatural house. And it is all of us that are making that move. Not just the ones or the twos, but all of us. Should we stand? As the guys are going to play and sing, this is our prayer for you. That God will release your imagination in Him. That God will release your imagination in Him. And you know, like God can speak to you right where you are, but like we are people and we are set by Scripture in how He says, actually, I've set gifts within the church. If you need somebody to pray with you, to stand with you, then raise your hand. And like people will come. Some will come. If you find your imagineering ability being impeded, well, today's a day to have breakthrough. Today's a day when the impossible leaves your thinking to become the possible in God. So let's pray. Everybody close your eyes. If that's you and you do want someone to pray with you, then do raise your hand and some will come to you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you have got great plans for us. You have got huge plans for us and they're huge because you invite us into a partnership with you and you are building a kingdom that is forever growing, forever expanding and so therefore we have to be living bigger and bigger and bigger in you. And so God, I pray that by your grace you will inspire us to step into the supernatural workings that you have for us. God, will you show us by your spirit, will you give us the kick that we need to say, pray into this, speak into this. There's the opportunity. This is the time. Now is the time to grow. And God, we commit ourselves to that. We commit ourselves to that end. That Father, we will be a part of a supernatural house, not because of membership and looking on, but because what you have done 
in and through our lives. In Jesus' amazing, wonderful, all-powerful, all-faithful, all-true name. Amen and amen.